Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Dawn of Justice by each individual minute. My name's Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And I'm Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. Hey, I'm Travis Bow from the Real Comic Heroes Podcast. And I'm Eric Nash from Watchmen Minute. Welcome back, gentlemen. Thank you. Glad to have you. We're getting into it. Glad to be Let's here. Let's keep going. <laughs> uh, today we're talking about minute number 82 of Dawn of Justice And the minute's going to start out with uh, Lex Luthor Jr. opening Rocky's box And the minute's going to end with uh, Senator Finch calling upon Superman to Washington Ooh. Why isn't, uh, or I, I mean, obviously it hasn't been done yet But I would really like some sort of special edition box set that looks like this chest. You know oh, what I'm talking about? This LexCorp yes. chest. Yeah. You like you open it. Like maybe it has just the Dawn of Justice trilogy, or maybe the first five films of the cinematic universe. Or like just that what would if, be a cool like box set. I think what they would probably do for marketing reasons is you remember in Wonder Woman when Bruce Wayne delivered the picture to Diana? Yeah, that was in a really cool box mm-hmm. and it had like Wayne Industries yeah. on it. So I figure it's more likely, the, more likely um, they'll do some kind yeah. of uh, mother box if if you were to do a, a case, you know. True, could be the mother box, but I would like this so much better. <laughs> Especially if it had like <laughs> a really cool. green LED light or something that that lit up when you opened it. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, I did, I just think LexCorp's aesthetic in this universe is so cool. I mm-hmm. like the design of it and everything. Um, speaking of the the Wayne Enterprises thing, or Wayne Industries, um, I have the Wonder Woman concept art book, the art of the film. In the very last, in the back, there is the Wayne Industries envelope. Mm-hmm. You open it, and it has the photograph oh, from oh, Wonder that's Woman. Cool. Oh, great. So I got to get that. Yeah. So I thought that was neat. Um the Suicide Squad one has all kinds of in-universe stuff. It has uh, Dr. Harleen Quinzel's ID badge for Arkham, um, some other cool stuff. It has like it has tattoos on there in there, like like stick on, like rub on water. I you think put them on? I think yeah. they are, and uh, yeah, it's like every character's tattoos are on like a sheet that you can like, like their symbols, like every tattoo that those characters have on them really? in the film. Wow. Like they have on like sheets of them, oh, you can, uh, wow, yeah. So they have that. No. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> no thanks, man. Um, so this minute, there's thing that's um, always I always thought was odd, and uh, I can't tell, and I I've, I don't know if I've ever brought it up to, I guess Mark because he's really the only person I talked to about this movie before we did this podcast, but when. This box is being opened up, and um, you know Lex is having his moment. You see the glow on his face. Like that's one. That's a pretty powerful image right there. Just seeing Lex Luthor and like a green glow upon him. That's kind of pretty badass Classic, imagery, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Um, but then they switch over, and Mercy walks over to him, yep. and they make a point to show Mercy <laughs> walking over to him, and they also make a point to show Lex's reaction of him looking up at her as she gets close to this box. Now, I've always thought in my head that this is Lex's moment. This is Lex Luthor's moment right here. This is Lex getting his kryptonite. That's it. This is like uh, the ending of a video game where you choose the bad ending. Kind (laughs) of. But like, just like 
why the hell would he want Mercy Graves or anybody for that matter to come in and be a part of that moment with him? And I think that him, like, look at him looking up at her as she walks to him and gets there. There's a look on his face, and I don't know if it's, like, pure joy that he's feeling or relief or whatever it is that he's seeing just the rock and that's overwhelming him. Or is this a look of, like, who are you? You just sealed your like, fate. Why are, kind of. <laughs> Save it. But, like, he looks at her almost as if it's, like, what are you doing here? Like, why? Anatoly isn't here looking at this thing. Like, what makes you, what gives you the right to look upon my trophy? You know what I mean? Like, this uh, is Lex. This um, is Lex's. This is his moment. So and then he, someone else. It's almost like an interruption. And he smiles at the end of the minute when he looks at her. But the first initial look up is like, in my opinion, that's like, what are you doing here? How dare you? This is me. Hmm. This is mine. So that's a good that's a good way to think about it because I definitely did not think about that. I thought about it as more of like, so I've been on this thing where I keep thinking that this Lex Luthor is very like... Uh, uh, misogynistic mm-hmm. um, and so he's got this kryptonite now he's already a powerful guy but now that he's got the tool that could defeat a god yeah he's like even more powerful and uh, if Mercy Graves is like the flawed type of uh, female character that's like doing everything wrong um, and like basically like anti-Wonder Woman where she's like okay with being submissive to Lex yeah. Luthor and all that. So she's like, oh, wow, he's so much more powerful, and I gravitate towards him. And then he's like, yeah, you damn right. And it's that kind of like, look at me, I am so powerful. Like, mm-hmm. And like, I don't know, I feel like he's just basking in all of it. And she's the proof that he's powerful because she's like so about it. And yeah. she's like so like, you I know see what I'm trying as, to yeah, say? Yeah, I see exactly that yeah. as well. It, it is definitely a, a situation of power that he's feeling right now. Mm-hmm. And it does make sense that he has someone coming up and basically kneeling down before him. Like I, I acknowledge this much power that you have, and this is definitely a, a win for us, or at least him. And I see that, but I've always felt it's more of disdain. Hmm. I I read it completely differently. Um, so I, I really dig the uh, the look that she gives him. Like um, it, it's interesting that she is as pleased as he is. Because um, you wouldn't necessarily think of her having a problem with Superman, but I'm guessing she's invested in this uh, whole scheme, you know, as much as he is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I, the the look that they give each other, I get some real chemistry here, and I would not be surprised if, you know, after this second or this minute right here, they tell everybody else to clear out because you know they want to be alone. So. Um, yeah, I, I really dig the, the little, the look between the two. And I, 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 I guess I didn't see it as him being, uh, upset at her or any of that. Um, yeah. I mean, it doesn't, it, it, it just, because it is mercy, it doesn't necessarily have to be mercy. What if it was Anatoly? What if it was just a dock worker yeah. that was up like, oh, wow, that's <laughs> awesome. What if it, I was going to yeah. say John Corman, but I think he's dead. It could have been anybody, but the fact that it's someone else coming into this moment it seems like it's more revered from him as, or reviewed as him, from him, whatever the fucking term is, sorry, excuse my language. (laughs) It seems like he is more of a uh, how dare you kind of aspect, in my opinion. I I like all all interpretations. 
And I like that we all have different ones. Eric, do you have a different well, one? Well, I just had the question. I mean, I, I, I certainly did question it, question a lot of this here. And, you know, does she have something to do with the kryptonite later? And I'm pretty sure the answer is no. <laughs> I mean, I, I would yeah. say KG Beast would make more sense. Yeah. yeah, I think... Uh, no, that's a good one, too, because yeah. I think a lot of times when people see Mercy Graves... And, like, in this moment, it almost looks like they're like, all right, now we can do step two of our plan kind of thing. Right. Like, yeah. But what, what, what and is almost that? as if she's, <laughs> yeah, is... and does it involve Mercy Graves and the kryptonite? Like, was that going to be a thing? Right. Um, and I think, I, I can't remember, but I don't know if it was a rumor or if it was early drafts of this film, but Metallo was supposed to be a big part of this film. Yeah. Mm. And it didn't turn out that mm-hmm. way. Mm. Uh, maybe I would have gotten my Mercy Grace Metallo yeah. oh, that, that I wanted. That would but... be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm going to keep fighting for that. I don't understand why they're two separate characters. <laughs> Just make it one character, and that would solve so many issues because yeah. no one knows who John Corbin is. <laughs> Just I'm telling you, Mercy Metallo Graves. Make it a thing. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that's, that's yeah. <laughs> so So um, the Green Glow itself... Oh that I uh, talked, mm-hmm. I mentioned last minute. Uh, uh, here's your other, your second uh, Pulp Fiction crossover. Marcellus Wallace's soul. Or someone else's oh, yeah, soul. Yeah, totally. Someone else's soul. <laughs> hmm. This is... Yeah, because we still, again, do not see this rock yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. They're not showing it to us, and it's just a glow of it. So, yeah, it is a very Pulp Fiction. So whose soul do you think it would mm-hmm. be referring to in this sense? Uh, the I idea would say that a like briefcase or a box is having a soul is like you know because it comes from like what Mike said in Pulp Fiction it comes from you know the whole Bible verse or whatever like that's just mm-hmm. you know the a vessel of, of keeping a soul or whatever the glow is that it's there um, and you're completely like the person who whose soul is taken out is completely devout of all uh, I don't know maybe selfless uh mindsets and it's completely selfish i don't know it could be Um, a symbol of lex luther's soul being the man who wants to destroy superman or it could have been a literal thing if mercy graves actually did become a talon being like hey look at this it's going to be a part of you mm -hmm. and that's your soul kind of thing like a, like almost like look at this battery that I'm about to put in into you and like turn you into a robot or something. Hmm. Just getting crazy with the theories here, but <laughs> yeah, I'm getting telling crazy you, with the cheese like whiz, scene, you know that was a Beck reference you almost said there. <laughs> this like this minute or this moment right here, like it feels like it's about to turn. Like like this scene was filmed before they were like, actually let's not have Mattel in the film, and they're like, oh we already shot this scene with Mercy Graves looking <laughs> at it, and it's like. That was going to be it. <laughs> this is where they like lock eyes and go, all right, time to turn you into a robot. <laughs> That's what you say to a girl when you're dating her. So right. write that down and use it. Time to turn you into a robot. <laughs> all right. Um, after that scene, uh, we head back to Washington, D.C. Um, for a very... Uh, uh, like noir, uh, I mispronounced that. Like, like. No, you're right. Yeah, like. It's Are you a, trying to? Were you asking me how to pronounce the word? I, th- I think noir. I, I fumbled it a bit, but it's like. 
It is. It's like a very yeah. Bond moment, you know. It's just spy stuff, man. Look at this. Yeah. Casablanca. Exactly. And it's like the rain and like the silhouettes. Um, I'm telling you, Larry Fong and Zack Snyder, they could make a good Bond film oh, if yeah. they were ever <laughs> given the chance to. Especially Larry Fong, because he's an amazing cinematographer. And when he's not working on a DC film, you can see it. Like, Man of Steel felt very Michael Bayish sometimes because of the way things were shot. Um, and uh, Suicide Squad just felt, you know, Justice League really did not feel like anything Dawn of Justice because it didn't have Larry Fong as the cinematographer. And I felt like it was very apparent in those differences. But that being said, um, like here it's like, wow, this is a really good story environment, uh, regardless of superheroes actually being in it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I've always been one to say that this, aside from the superhero aspect of this movie, it's just a great movie i mean i'm i've always stuck to saying that it's a drama that superheroes are just in it but like it's just a good story it's a good movie i don't know and that's why i like the realistic aspect of it because it it takes me away from the escapism that i always talk about and it takes me away from it not being a comic book Mm -hmm. you know yeah we just watched justice league i felt like i was watching the actual pages of a justice league book and i said that in our review or whatever this i can put this movie on and not feel that like uh, campiness is the wrong word, but it's, it is just that. Mm -hmm. Good on you, mate. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I always love how big of a role that they keep Lois Lane in, in this film and in Man of Steel where they were like, Hey, if you're going to be in the film, you got to pull your weight and like have a really good story. Otherwise, why have you in it? And she has a really cool story. She also has really cool heels on in this movie. Oh yeah, look look at those things, those man. Are, those are heels of power. Oh, wow. Holy crap! Like seriously, guys, look yeah. at that. Forty five seconds. Can you? I don't get it. How does she walk in those things? <laughs> Asking all well, of, she does it. She's women? standing still. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't there? Was there something where she was running in like really high heels? Um, no, that's Jurassic yeah. World. That was Jurassic World. That was insane. <laughs> it's impossible, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's impossible. Anyway. Have you guys ever worn heels? It's a fucking no. nightmare. I mean, I've, yes. I've, I've, no, you've never, I've tried you've never my, tried on I've, heels. I've tried on heels. No, I I've have tried too. on heels like like that, and it's like stilettos. Yeah. I've, I'm, hey, man, I'm right here. You're in good company. I've done it too. <laughs> it's impossible. Sometimes I don't know you how just got to try it. Be like, I how have, do you? Honestly, you got to look at your girl and be like, how the hell do you do this? Yeah, I applaud them for their ability yeah. to wear those because that is, and you have to like fix the way you walk. Yeah, for real. Like, you can't... Like, you're not... I mean, I'm not going to fucking go into... Sorry. Jeez. I'm all over the place. <laughs> what is this statue that's in the back? That's oh, why. Right. Are Ridge. we there? I, I don't know. Whoa, I'm just no, jumping I'm to not it. There yet. Mark, where are you at? I'm still looking at these cool shots yeah. that Larry Fong is doing. Like, in the rain? Look at the handing of the bullet. Yeah, in the rain. Like, the shot of them trading the bullet. Like, it's so cool. Look at the park... Sim- yeah, like the, the, the sign... Yeah. In the background, like the lights, the cars, the rain, 
the silhouettes, like I lo- the iron gates. Yeah, on the that's side. what I was gonna say. That iron gate lit up is it is a gorgeous scene. Um, my my really my problem here is um, I, I find the whole bullet investigation of Lois's very tedious. Um, I remember thinking when I saw this the first time, like, uh, what does this have to do with anything? Because at the time, I thought they were trying to indicate that Superman gunned down all these people in the desert. Um, you know, I understand now that she's trying to provide evidence that other people were there at the time, and that's, you know, who who was doing the killing. Um, I just remember at the time being confused that they were, like I said, trying to connect Superman with the bullet. And, um, yeah, it just, like I said, I just find the whole investigation a little tedious for me especially in the theatrical cut where I'm getting a lot of this and not much Clark uh, Kent reporting, you know, investigative reporter. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. And you still feel that it's still tedious in the I cut? do a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm just not a big fan of, of this investigation, really. So... In this scene, spe- okay. in this scene specifically, um, I, I think her delivery of her lines is—it feels very rehearsed. Um, when she's saying, you know, um, oh, which line was it? Something about oh, it keeps me it keeps me awake. It should. It's just very hmm. for someone like Lois, who's generally very sure of herself, uh, comes across as if she's had to work up the courage to say this stuff to the secretary. And um, mm-hmm. so I don't. It just it it feels a little uncharacteristic for her, who's normally just very confident, very strong. Um, now I will acknowledge that she's putting a lot of faith into the secretary here by trusting that you know she's going to hand over this this only physical piece of evidence that she's got and trust that he will trust her, you know, enough to to look into it and not just throw this thing away. So I, I do like that about this exchange so oh yeah and it helps that we've already seen this character yeah because otherwise that would be that would be a big like wow you really just trust the government to like help you out and it's like no thank god we know this character because the events of man of steel and yeah that's you know that's the great part of like this uh expanding universe um but yeah i did feel like she had to really work up the courage and that's why it sounds like her lines of delivery sound a little bit uh like hasty like i i had nightmares about this uh it it keeps me up at night it should like i don't have a halo over me it's that's like, the one i know yeah i would yeah. yeah it's like that's how i would feel if i'd be like listen i i gotta come clean like i i this does bother me and you know like we gotta figure this out i just need your help and like you know i yeah. just I I enjoy it, but yeah, it does it does seem like that, but maybe on purpose because that's you know I I, f- I would feel the same way. <laughs> yeah, the, the the quicker, more normal way of saying I don't have a halo is I'm no angel. <laughs> I just that that's one that <laughs> threw me and it's like why don't you just say I'm no angel? It's normal. <laughs> um, but you know. It's maybe it's important to have a vulnerable moment for a character like that, right? Yeah, like, it's not the first vulnerable moment we've seen from Lois in this movie. Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. The bathtub one. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah. I mean, she's not shy of him. And even in the desert, we saw a, a somewhat vulnerable moment when Python started walking up to her and she gave him that look of, like, what the hell's going on, man? Mm-hmm. And maybe it's, like, you, you mentioned Casablanca just now. Maybe the uh, having Lois Lane in, like, such a vulnerable moment, it, like, helps think of a good moment in, in cinema history, like, moments like that. And Yeah, I'm sure it mirrors some other scenes that we've seen. Like, it's almost, like, too noir-esque to yeah. not be, like, taken from something. I mean, we've already seen a lot of other shots from, you know... Zack Snyder mimicking and uh, in the past. well, you know, last movie, last season, we kept referencing Arrival with Man of Steel, um, and I'm sure we can reference a little Nocturnal Animals this time, the other Amy Adams film to this, like this scene. To, I guess some vulnerability parts, or uh, just I don't know. I just that character, her character in Nocturnal Animals is nothing compared to Lois Lane. Uh, you know that. I know that, but oh, I don't know. Man, I'm talking a, like the setups or something yeah. i don't know oh god she sucks in nocturnal animals not the acting but like the character, the character. that's that's just a shitty person <laughs> oh god if you guys have not seen that movie no, I, I, I implore you to go watch that movie huh. oh man it is great it's a good movie but... it's so great because there's the even the, i feel like the description of the movie does nothing to really explain it really doesn't and it's like you no. like i went into that movie knowing nothing I, and neither like, did i you, and neither did you just like it hits you you're just like oh whoa what is this movie <laughs> <laughs> it's like right at the end it's like oh yeah. man i think i just need to sit down for a minute and oh yeah it's pretty good i enjoyed it a lot michael shannon was phenomenal in that too yeah he was also in that movie <laughs> And so was uh, would-be Batman, Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Oh, and Jenna Malone was in there. They had Jenna Malone and Amy Adams talk and have a scene together. Do they? Yeah, they do. There's a lot of DC people in that film. Uh, anyways, so yeah, let's, let's give over to uh, Holly Hunter. Um, and uh, let's talk about the statue that we all thought might have been <laughs> Superman, right? I, I brought that up yeah. to you like months ago, right? Well, I thought about it when I first saw the movie, and then I realized it's not. No, yeah, clearly. yeah. Who is that <laughs> statue behind her? Is this so? This is in Washington, right? Or is this? Yeah, okay. uh, I guess it's. A, I'm assuming it's in the Capitol building. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, people that are knowledge with Capitol building. Uh, Infrastructure, mm-hmm. is that the right word? Mm. No. It, Capital I, building inter decorum, that's not a word. Mm. Interior design, <laughs> statue know. placement. I know a thing about statues. Okay. <laughs> Do you? You know a thing or two about statues? No, I don't. I don't. Need, I didn't even research who this guy was because I didn't want to find out. It's probably George Washington, right? Yeah. Like Delaware style George Washington. Yeah, I get a very oh, like. I'm more of a Manhattan style. <laughs> get a very like Victorian era feel from this person as if they're like some Lord or they have some nobility with, cause I think it looks like a Cape, but I think it's meant to be more cloak or like one of those, uh, you know, something, a, a, overcoat. a gentleman would wear that kind of thing. overcoat. Yeah. 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 Um, and it definitely looks like they're wearing like, like George Washington crossing the Delaware. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that could definitely be something be it. So, uh, but obviously we all... I'm a sucker for good bronze work. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. we've seen the Batman statue in The Dark Knight. Oh, I think it was beautiful. Um, so, but... Uh, didn't like it? I, I didn't like that statue, but that's that's fine. 
I like oh, what man. it represented, and I like, I like the <laughs> moment. I didn't like the statue itself. Um, what do you think about the Superman statue? Um, in this film, I don't know. I don't. I don't love the way it looks. I don't think it looks like him. Which I get. Like no one's gotten a, a lot of time to like sculpt his features and everything uh, when they made it or whatever. But I love the pose. I love the hand reaching out. Like I love the yeah, parts of it. Um, some other parts of it I don't love, but I'm I'm fifty I'm fifty fifty on that Superman statue. But you're zero percent on that Batman <laughs> statue. <laughs> Pretty much. It's been a while since I've seen that statue. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen Dark Knight Rises. So, what's the best statue? I'm trying to get the full mm, spectrum here. I, I like the uh, from the comics the statue of Superman. You know, with holding the eagle, like that's a great. Um, yeah. What else? What other statues are there? I'm trying to think of statues in live action film, yeah. and I don't think there's a lot of them. Um, isn't there? Uh, I'm trying to think of Marvel films. Isn't did none of them have a statue? Yeah, there no, the, no. Cap- there's a there's, no there's a Abraham Lincoln at the end of uh, Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's I mean there's that one. Yeah. That's a, mm, <laughs> as well as the original one. <laughs> Statue of Liberty. At the end there too. Um. There's that one Godzilla movie where they freeze Godzilla and he's basically a statue. Oh yeah, just right in the middle of Tokyo. What's which one is that? Shin Godzilla. New Shin Godzilla. Uh, oh, is it? It's awesome. And he just is yeah. that like the ending? Did you just spoil the ending for me, <laughs> dude? You have to watch it that movie. It's good. a if you like if you like uh, oh, the Senate. Okay, so if you like Star Wars for like the Senate, like yeah, the space politics, you're all a part of. Yeah, I mean, I get watch it, yeah. Shin Godzilla because the whole movie is a political fiasco yeah. of like. How do we deal with this natural disaster that's happening? But the way that movie ends where it's like they freeze him basically and he's just there. That's the best possible solution. Yeah. Dude, it is so creepy. So in case they need him again, yo, unthaw that bastard. Yep. I don't think anyone ever wants to do that. <laughs> Especially not that, that Godzilla that's in that uh, film. Um, no one wants to unfreeze him. That, dude, there's going to be another bigger threat and they're going to be like, yo, we need Goji up in here. Unfreeze him. No, I don't think so. That's got to happen. That's had to have happened in past Godzilla movies. Um, Depending on which Godzilla. But this one is... Mechagodzilla came down and they were like, yo, get regular Godzilla because he's got to take him out. Hmm. It's the same kind of thing. What if Shin Godzilla has to fight his own Shin Mechagodzilla? Think about how terrifying Shin Mechagodzilla is. Watch the movie and then I'm sure your thoughts will change. No one wants that guy around. They do... Yeah, no one. I don't even want. That's a terrifying guy. I don't. I have nightmares about that guy. <laughs> Did you really? Oh, he's a creepy guy. Yeah. Maybe we should watch it right oh now. Oh my god! Screw this guy. Screw this movie. Um, I didn't just say that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I yeah, but uh, yeah. I don't know if you guys know about cool statues and films. We'd love to know what they are. So you can find us on all social media at DC. I'm not closing the show yet. I'm just you know. <laughs> are you not? Okay. <laughs> I think we're not done yet. No, we're not done yet. Um, but yeah, find us on the internet. Let us know what cool statues and films are your favorite. Um, and then we'll go from there. Um, that is George Washington behind her. Um, so let's just get that out of the way. But yes, it does look like Superman and it's probably intentional, right? Yeah. Are we all in agreement? I think it's intentional. I'm pretty sure everyone else thinks it's intentional. Um, I guess, but then it just goes back to, you know, the whole, um, 
audience is, is, is dumb kind of thing. So, like, it's intentional for us to think, you know, that statue looks a lot like Superman because <laughs> it has a cape. Like, really? Like, that's what... Is that the response that was expected? Just call there, him stupid? As an audience member, we all are. So, is there people sitting behind a desk that are the ones calling these shots that are like, you know, they're going to think that statue's Superman, and someone's like, yeah, let him. Yeah. Like, that's it? Yeah, well... It's like the tracking device. They did that too because we're stupid. Yeah. And then they did like the cell phone dialing because we're stupid. It's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to do those things whether you like them or not. Because, you know, and I've noticed this the other day. Um, but like, because I was at my parents' house and they were watching something. And the movie was like one of those films where it's like every line is just exposition for the sake of like. Uh, Justice League is very like that, where every line is pretty much exposition. And I found out that that might be okay because for some people like my parents, they understand it now. Like they get yeah. the film because if like if they were to watch Dawn of Justice, my parents would have no idea what's going on because there's no spoon feeding. So like people like my parents need that. And I guess it's okay so that they know because that would not be fair for them to not know. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like the tracking device would help people like my parents and like, Stuff like that. And so, yeah, maybe sometimes they do need help. Maybe it's okay. Um, so where's the help for the statue? There is none. I think the statue, yeah, they, they would just be like, oh, that kind of looks like a Superman statue. Or well, What's the point of that? I, I, that thing, I, I don't think know. so. My, my question is, when they actually call press conferences and stuff, did they try to mimic like an actual real one that has happened on television? Like, has there been press conferences uh, in front of this statue before? Because if that's been the case, I believe that. Then it just seems more realistic. It's like, oh, clearly that's where they have press conferences. Like, that mm-hmm. seems more believable to me than someone actually saying, you know what, put him in front of this George Washington statue, and people are just going to think it's Superman. It's just but dumb. in in the like the world of this movie, I could see them saying, let's let's hold this press conference, you know, in the East Hallway in front of the George George Washington statue, so that people can see me give this. Uh, press conference in front of a real American hero kind of thing. Like maybe, yeah, maybe it is intentional. Like, I don't know. I I believe that Uh, more so than just a stupid excuse of, Hey, I guess people are going to think it's Superman. (laughs) (laughs) It's just silly in my opinion, but Hey, I don't want to, you know, stay on this. Let's move on. It's a cool statue either way. Don't get me wrong. Um, so basically in this, in this meeting that she's calling for Superman to show up at Washington, um, to go through a hearing and to get to the bottom of what, what happened in Nairobi. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so that's what's, and we have Wallace here for some reason. Yeah. I want to say, well, cause he's, you know, the one that's, he was, but the, he wasn't in Nairobi. No, but he was the straw that. Broke the camel's back. Yeah, but I don't like that analogy. Yeah, she's, either, but he is like the last like string. Like this is it. Like hey man, this was an American citizen. The that last you actually string cheese. She's, in the she's parading him around a little bit. She's kind of using him as a mascot yeah. of her campaign against you know uh, making making yeah. Superman accountable for his actions. Mm-hmm. I have a question here. So she's addressing this whole press conference or whatever, and there's microphones all with all these news outlets and stuff. So we got CNN, MSNBC, NPR. Is that MDN2 and GBS? Are those Gotham and Metropolis? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
which they just had CBS, and then they just added the little motif on there to make it a G. That's not a CBS logo. No, but it's as a joke. Yeah. The, the the font is very Gotham Broadcasting similar to CBS. So. What's the S stand for? And then what's what's Mon to Gotham Broadcasting Systems? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Gotham Broadcasting Satellites. What does BS stand for in CBS? It's, it's some broadcast something what? broadcasting. Oh, Central Central system. Columbia Central Columbia Central Broadcasting. I forget. Central Broadcast Columbia system. Broadcasting Columbia. System. Yeah, Columbia. so Gotham Broadcasting System. Columbia. And then M, is it M D N or M O N? I think it's that a kind of D, looks like a D. Yeah. Metropolis Digital News. Oh, that could be. Oh, oh, Daily. oh! Wait, 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 wait! Remember, that's Jenny. Yeah. That's Jenny. Reme- remember, Daily. yeah. What? In um, our week of minutes with Lance, where he got the invitation to Lex Luthor's gala, and on there was the address, and it said M D. And MD might have stood for like the Metropolis District or like the District of Metropolis kind of thing. Yeah. So maybe that is that. Maybe. Metropolis District News? Yeah. I like Daily News better. All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> you you could be right. It was um, DM is what it was called. It was DM? And it was District of Metropolis. So okay. This. No, MD is Maryland. So you, that could be a very confusing. I'm assuming Maryland still exists in this universe. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> one would hope it's still there. Because yeah. Maryland is where Washington, D.C. is in. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's it. Maybe it is Maryland. Because it's the state. Maryland is Washington, D.C. is in. Nope. It's got to be Metropolis. Why would those two be there? Because right. they're not in Gotham or Metropolis. They're in Washington, D.C. Well, I think it uh, might be Metropolis or Maryland News. Yeah, that's kind of weird. So is Gotham, it, GBS, Gotham Broadcasting Systems, doesn't broadcast nationally like CBS and MSNBC does. Stands for Gravity Bong System. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I would have never expected in a million years for you to... To just say that and make that joke. Like, that was, <laughs> man, it was classic. That was hilarious. Anyway, um, yeah, so are we supposed to be thinking that these na- uh, these local news outlets are, for some reason, covering this national network? I don't know. It's uh, it's about as important as, like, what's going on in our, our world now, where it's like every time there's a hearing, it's like everyone's involved in it. Even okay, yes, but we have our news here. So check it out. I got news right now. This is Channel 9, but that's ABC. So there's going to be an ABC microphone there that's going to be broadcasting it. We got WESH 2, which is NBC. They got NBC broadcasting right there. So mm-hmm. it's like they get the feed. They just have their own local you know, news anchors or you know, local people working for them. Um, I guess CNN is the only one that doesn't have a, a local thing that's just all over. But well, like, you don't a microphone see, I can't see. Yeah, there is a microphone you can't see, and it probably could be ABC. But I don't know. I think maybe we're just supposed to see that and like pass, uh, you know, put it in our mind like, oh yeah, it's just obviously Metropolis and Gotham right yeah. there, cool thing. But then we're not we're not supposed to think like, well, why the hell are they broadcasting nationally? <laughs> we're also well, that's, supposed well, to that's think what, that. That's Go what ahead, WGN Eric. does out of Chicago. I mean, they're they're huge. Across the country is my understanding, um, but they are a local, kind of you know small in the sense of not national, truly in a sense. But is that, yeah. is that from that Harrison Ford movie, uh, Star Wars? <laughs> no, 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 no. 
What is that? Witness. Movie? Working Girl. Mm. No. Working, working Girl, girl Network. Girl. Do they work? A, working Girl. That is. Don't they work in a news? Working yeah, Girl News. I think they work a, yeah, at a TV studio or something like that. Hmm. Or news. I don't know. There is. Was it, was it the same one in Chicago? There's a whole episode of Last Week Tonight with John Oliver where like the main story is local news channels and how they all trace back to like a bigger company that just oh, yeah. owns all Sinclair. of them. Sinclair, which is just what? said, yeah. Huh. Yeah, there you mm-hmm. go. This guy knows what it's up. <laughs> yeah, anyway. I think, it, I think um, it's just like the statue is meant for your – mark for your parents to think that's Superman <laughs> – I think it's just there for the M stands for Metropolis and the G stands for Gotham. And I think that's, you know, all we're supposed to get from, from these microphones. Yeah. That's good enough. (laughs) That's good enough for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my last note for this is Lois Lane's jacket. I love that thing. Look at that. You get to see it more later on. So I didn't when she's actually in the sunlight and Oh yeah. It looks good. That's like a lucky brand, like style jacket. That is, what is that? Lucky, like four thousand dollar jackets, leather jackets. No, yeah. they're expensive, but I mean, they're like all they sell there is like leather jackets and stuff. It's like, like a whole store. Lucky, yeah. it's in the Mall of Millennia here in Orlando, Florida of the United States. God. Zip code three two eight zero four. You know you do these plugs, and we have to pay all these people for this. <laughs> so okay. we have to go up there. We have to go to the manager's office. And be like, hey, I accidentally said your company's name on my podcast. Here's <laughs> A couple thousand dollars. And they said, you know, kid, I'm never going to listen to it anyway. So. No, no, no. I know that they say that blatantly. They say, what's podcasting? I say, don't worry about it. Here's my money. Sorry. It won't happen again. That's when they say, no, no, I can't take this from you. I do not accept money. I wish. Compared to the price of a jacket, it's like chump change. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? It doesn't even buy one jacket in this shop. Yeah, well. Just buy a jacket. And then we call it even. Yeah, I guess that could make sense. Okay. That could work. Uh, do you guys have any other notes before we wrap up for today? I'm good. Nope, I'm good. Cool. All right, you guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap up for today. If you enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society, and then DCEU Minutes. Toolmedia.com has um, nice, nice going, Nate. I hit the microphone. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, uh, awesome Powers Minute, Tarantino Minute. Check those out. They're doing the International Minute of Mystery and Pulp Fiction Minute. We'll catch you guys tomorrow here on DC Cinematic Minute.